Welcome to the Consistency Corner Podcast, where we delve deep into the heart of content strategy, branding, and the art of simplifying your marketing approach. I'm your host, Ruthie Starrett, a Midwest native now soaking up the Florida sun and a proud mom of an energetic eight-year-old and the passionate force behind the Consistency Corner. Each episode will bring you actionable insights, unfiltered conversations on life as a mompreneur, and tips to elevate your brand with consistency. Whether you're a budding business owner or someone just eager to find clarity in the digital marketing maze, you found your corner. Join me as we navigate a path to success you can be consistent with and together bring out the brand sparkle so that you can make an impact and an income. Hey there, before we dive into today's episode, I've got something sparkly for you. Do you ever feel overwhelmed by the constant need to post and engage on Instagram? Do you ever wish that you could just like step away from the daily grind and still leave a lasting impression? Or maybe you haven't been posting and you're letting that guilt weigh on you because you know, as a business owner, you can do better with your presence on social media. Well, then the done for you nine grid is a way to make your dream become a reality. What you'll get is a custom tailored Instagram strategy, beautifully designed squares, captivating captions, and the peace of mind knowing your profile tells your brand story perfectly. Whether you're preparing for a busy season or you just want to focus on other areas of your business, let me help you shine on Instagram without the hassle and overwhelm. Sound too good to be true? It's not. If you want in, grab the link in the show notes to learn more about the Done For You 9 Grid and fill out an application to book a call for your very own custom 9 Grid. All right, now let's get to the episode. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for being here today on this episode of The Consistency Corner. I am so excited to introduce our guest, Lindsay White, who is going to chat with us about when it might make sense to bring a freelance director of marketing into your organization and what that might look like. Lindsay and I connected on Instagram and we were just chatting offline about how we're both in Florida, which is so funny, small world, the internet brings you together, but like we're actually really close to each other. Um, But I'm excited to hear more about Lindsay's background and then what a freelance director of marketing could do for your business and kind of how to navigate that as a business owner. So Lindsay, tell us a little bit more about what you do and a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, definitely. So I am currently a marketing agency owner. I own an agency that we work with financial services firms and we pretty much do all of the director of marketing, like outsourced marketing departments, if you will. So I help all of my clients in that director of marketing capacity where I kind of step in as their director of marketing and we really will dive deep into what their business goals are. And then I help them align their marketing goals so that we can meet their business objectives through marketing initiatives. So that could entail really simple initiatives or some really in-depth initiatives. It really just depends on their business and what we're doing with them. And I also have to say, I love that you align with their business goals. Like that is so so much for something that we teach in Consistency Corner that like what you do for marketing depends on what your business goals are. So I love that you said that. And if you have marketing, things like this, like if you have marketing goals that don't align with your business goals, you're just like getting more followers. Some people, the, all their, their big goals to get more followers, but what's it doing for your business? Is it bringing you money? Is it doing something to align with those business goals? Cause if it's not like, we're kind of wasting our time. So huge, huge, um, proponent of making sure that we align with those business goals. 
Yeah, absolutely. Now you said that you work on a freelance basis. So just, yes. and we're going to get into the details of this a little bit, but what does that mean as far as like knowing the day-to-day of what's going on in your client's business to be able to support them in that capacity? Like how yeah, do you absolutely. kind of dig in and discover so that you can, you know, put that, that plan and strategy together? Yeah. So my process with my clients is really, we start with a big deep dive, right? So we'll block off a couple of hours brainstorm. We'll go over their current landscape. We'll go over, you know, what they want to accomplish, what they have accomplished in the past, what's worked in the past, what hasn't worked in the past. And we'll really get to the nitty gritty through a couple of hours. Now, are there still going to be questions that come up? Absolutely. Um, But that gives me a good base, right? And so from then I start working in conjunction with them in partnership on a marketing strategy plan. And I'll put together kind of what I'm seeing from an outsider's perspective and what I'm recommending for them to kind of move forward with. And then from there, once we get that marketing strategy plan, once I finish the marketing strategy plan, I work with them in a presentation situation and present them that strategy plan. Now, when I present them my strategy plans, it's very much a dynamic conversation. So it's not me standing up there just telling them this is what we're doing. It's a dynamic conversation where the two of us are working together and we're tweaking, we're tailoring, we're revising that plan as we present, as we go through that presentation together. And so then by the end of that, you know, hour and a half long call or meeting, if you will, we will kind of have something that's totally different. I'll work on it. I'll revise it. I'll, you know, make it pretty again and then represent it to them. And usually by that second kind of, it'll be a shorter half hour presentation or show. So we'll have a really solid plan that I'm happy with. And they're also happy with. So I work very much as a partner. I might be a freelancer, but I am very much, I treat my clients like they're a true partner. I want to be ingrained in their business. I want to be a pivotal team member for them. I'm just on a freelance basis and work differently. Yeah. And I love that you said that like, it's really a partnership and it's a dialogue between you and the business owner because the business owner has 10,000 things on their plate, I'm sure. Right. But they need your expertise and your guidance to kind of pull together that marketing strategy that makes sense. So I know you said that you mostly support businesses in the financial industry um, and that's where your background lies, but what other types of businesses do you think could benefit from a freelance director of marketing? Oh yeah. I've worked with tons of businesses throughout my freelance career. Right now I'm just kind of more aligned with financial services, but you know, Professional services organizations are great. Um, commerce businesses, stores, boutiques actually are a great space to kind of look at hiring a freelance director of marketing or marketing specialist. Really, when you're looking at your business as a business owner, if you are like, hey, I need marketing help, but I don't have the funds or the need to bring on someone full time, but I need someone who has that um, expert level expertise to bring, you know, the full-time expertise level to my business, that's when you start looking for a freelancer. That's when you start outsourcing and looking for someone on a part-time basis. So for me, you know, working with my clients, like I am part of their team, but they just don't need a full team member essentially. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. So we, you know, you've talked about that you're not necessarily a full-time team member, but still a very integral piece of the of the business. Yeah. Um, what are some things that business owners could do to set maybe a freelancer up for success so that if you are ready to make that hire, you're ready to add that talent to your organization? What are some things that you can do so that like that freelancer is ready to hit the ground running and, and really be successful? Absolutely. So I kind of think about the marketing journey as a three-legged stool. So the first thing that you really need to be successful in your marketing is a brand. 
And so as a business owner, as a CEO, if you don't have a brand in place, you don't have simple things like fonts, colors, you know, logo, that's great and all, but you also need to know like what your business stands for. What are your values? What's your mission? What is your vision statement? Those pivotal pieces that we're always going to come back to as a marketer and say, okay, does this align with your you know, core business values? Does this align with where you want your business to be going? That's so paramount. And so I think that as a CEO, if you don't have that, that's the first place you need to start spending some time. And, you know, as a bringing on a marketing specialist, they may be able to help you with that, or they may not. It depends on their abilities, but having that structure in place is vital. I also think knowing your business goals, again, if you don't know what your business goals are, we're throwing spaghetti at a wall. And you're never going to, you know, achieve anything by doing that. So I think that that's super important. Once you have those things, you can bring on a marketing specialist, a director of marketing, whatever you want to call them, a freelancer who can then look at all of that and say, okay, this is how we're going to help you. We can, you know, help you reach these business goals by X, Y, and Z. So I think that that's the most important thing to have in place before you consider bringing on a freelancer. Yeah, that is so true because I can tell you that in some of my corporate background, some of the things that we've done is we've helped some events do marketing for their events and they'll hire us and say like, okay, do the marketing. And then we're like, okay, but what's your branding? And they don't have any. And it's like, I can't build a successful marketing strategy for you if there is no branding already in place and putting together your branding details. Like it's an Mm -hmm. investment of your time. It's mm-hmm. an investment maybe of your money if you work with a coach or a consultant to kind of yeah. put all of those things together or even some designers or things like that. But it's critical to the success yes. of your overall marketing. And also when you're thinking about the branding aspects, you also need to commit to them. So we can't be wishy-washy. Oh, well, I kind of like, you know, natural light and bright colors, but I also like black and white and demure, you know, you need to really marry yourself to what that is tone. I find this a lot with my clients and the language and tone that we use in their marketing. They love being, you know, very tactical, nitty gritty, like straight to the point professional. But then they see these emails of other people coming to them and they're very conversational and they're fun and they're light. And they're like, I like this. I'm like, well, these don't match. So we need to pick one to commit to, or else we're throwing two completely different, you know, animals out into the world and your audience is going to get confused on who you are. Yeah. So making sure you have that commitment to on the front side is super important. Yeah. And don't you think a lot of that comes from making those commitments or those decisions comes from knowing who your ideal customer is? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a piece of branding that a lot of times people might gloss over because Mm -hmm. they all think like, oh, but I sell to everybody or everybody's my ideal customer. So they don't take the time to like really dig in. And then when you try to make those decisions about things like tone, you're like, oh, wait, well, how do I choose? Well, if you know who your ideal customer is, you know what you're, what they respond to. Exactly. Exactly. We want to know what's going to make them tick and what's going to resonate with that ideal customer, not with everybody. Yeah. And I think, you know, people, you know, they get shiny object syndrome and they're like, oh, well, I made the decisions, but this person's doing this and this person's doing this and that person's doing that. But you don't know those businesses. You don't know right. their business goals. You no. don't know what stage of the funnel they are in. And so you right. can't just be like, oh, well, I'm going to do what they're doing and it's going to work for me. Like that totally doesn't work. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. So if I'm a CEO and I'm already busy, like how much time do your business owners need to put into managing, I guess, you as the freelancer um, working with you? 
Absolutely. So there's definitely a component of working with a freelancer where you have to be willing and able to give, right? You need to be able to make approvals. You know, you need to be able to meet once a week or once every other week or once a month, whatever's decided upon by you and your freelancer. You need to be able to commit that time to go over what you guys have going on. So I have a lot of clients who are really busy CEOs. And what we'll do is we'll do a weekly meeting or a biweekly meeting. And so in that meeting, it's one hour. I come with an agenda. I send them the agenda beforehand so they see what it is. They know what we're going to talk about. We blow through the agenda really fast. We'll talk about any upcoming events, initiatives, things they have going on. And then, you know, I can take it all and run with it. I'll email them deliverables as you know needed. They can approve it. And then we release it out into the, the target audience. Um, and so I think being able to be present for at least an agenda run meeting is super important. Um, I'm trying to think about some other things that I do with my clients that kind of helps keep things on track. Um, but really just being able to prioritize those meetings, as long as you can prioritize one regular meeting where it's like the meeting of the minds, like if there's anyone who's a decision maker at your company, then they should be at that meeting and we can all get together one time, knock it out. And then it's not, you know, we're snowballing phone calls back and forth all week long, trying to figure out what's going on. Right. So as you work with your clients, I'm sure the onboarding, like there's some investment of time up front. Absolutely. But then after that, on a monthly basis, it's yeah. a lot more like, okay, let's check in. Okay. What new yeah. goals do we need to work towards? But there's not a huge time investment ongoing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And then anything else that you would recommend that a business owner can do in it, you know, besides the branding and kind of setting them up for success, but anything else that they can do to guarantee or help ensure a strong return on investment when deciding to add this role to your team? Time for a short break. And trust me, you're going to want to hear this. Every business owner knows the importance of consistently filling the top of the funnel. But how can you do that without burning a hole in your pocket on ads? Introducing the Attract mini course from the Consistency Corner. Discover 10 epic ways to get more eyes on your business, all without running ads. And the best part? Each lesson is a bite-sized video, three minutes or less, designed to get you into action fast. Don't let the momentum slow down. Consistently attracting new audiences is vital to your growth. And if you're ready to increase your reach, it's time to head on over to theconsistencycorner.com slash attract and grab this free mini course now. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah. I mean, again, I think that knowing what your business goals are so that we can align the data and analytics to that. So as the marketer, I want to make sure that my marketing is working. So in order to you know, know if it's working or not, we need to be able to set benchmarks. We need to know what analytics we're looking at. Like, Are we going to consider website traffic successful or does that not matter to us and our target audience? So kind of being able to, on the front end, set some of those data points and what we want to see and what we want to look at and where our benchmarks are is really important so that you can then evaluate what the ROI is, right? Because marketing can really be looked at two ways. You can look at it qualitative or quantitative, and quantitative is always going to deliver you better results where you know what's working and what's not working. Mm -hmm. I think one thing that I've seen business owners do is they focus on, when they think about results, the only thing they'll focus on is sales. 
Yeah. Which is not the only thing to look at because you might even be having great sales right now. Like, let's just say there's something happening that you're having great sales, but you're not investing in that top of funnel strategies. So Mm -hmm. you're not getting any new leads. You're not Mm -hmm. filling your funnel. And then those leads dry up and you're like, wait, where did all my sales go? go? I need to focus on sales, but because we never focus on top of funnel, the sales don't happen. Exactly. Exactly. And I talked to a lot of new business owners too. And it's like, okay, so right now you might not have any leads. We need to fill that leads area, but that's not something that goes away. So once we start generating these leads, we then start building out each subsequent piece of the marketing puzzle. So none of this goes away. Marketing is just going to get greater and more expansive as we work together rather than kind of get smaller because we're building out an entire funnel, a journey, a customer journey, and figuring out what's going to work best for you and your your business. Yeah. So funny story, guys. Lindsay was like, before our call, she was like, hey, my baby might wake up and make noise. The person who's making noise is not Lindsay's baby. It's my (laughs) six-year-old. Who I literally said, like, mommy's gonna be doing a podcast. Please be quiet for like 20 minutes. So <laughs> real mom life over here, you know, just make it work. Yep. <laughs> He's like, I don't have anything to do. I'm like, yes, you do. You have 10,000 toys. So plenty of toys. <laughs> I know on that. Um, so I think when we think about those business goals, like that makes such a difference. And it's very important from a strategy perspective to know yes. where our business goals are and even to be considering like those different pieces of the funnel. And I think that's another thing that a marketing director of marketing can do for you is guide you in even those things. We're saying like, okay, yes, maybe you're not seeing the sales right now, but what can we invest in that will build and help build that? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And I was just actually talking with a business owner yesterday who's thinking about launching a a course product here in the next six months or so. It's like right now is the perfect time to start building those leads because when your product launches in six months, You'll have a warm audience. You'll have a warm group of people to sell to. You don't mm-hmm. want to wait until you have the product. Yeah. When we think about customer life cycle, yeah, there's, right. there's, a, there's, st- there's stepping stones that we have to get to. Exactly. And there's things that we have to do in the front end. But again, it's an investment right. of money or an investment of time. Right. So that when we do launch, we have a successful, a successful mm-hmm. launch because none of that stuff happens overnight. And no. I think the online world, the online space, I know people look around and they're like, oh, so-and-so so successful. And they just did it. And it was so easy. Yeah. Like, no, you're not seeing all the behind the scenes. No, you are not seeing all the behind the scenes. Yeah. So team that it takes to make that happen. Yeah. A hundred percent. So any other advice that you have for business owners, if they're kind of like, okay, I have not been working on marketing as much as I know I probably should like what, you know, maybe takeaway tips can you give them or something that somebody could do today? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing that I have to say as a piece of advice for business owners, if you want to be doing marketing and you don't know how to do marketing, release it, you know, bring on an expert. You do not need to bring on a part-time college student to do it. You do not need to bring on a full-time marketing, you know, director of marketing to do it. You can hire a freelancer to do these marketing tasks for you. Who's an expert in what they do. And you are bound to see so much more in terms of results than if you're trying to piecemeal it to yourself together, you're going to spend way less time in YouTube videos, trying to teach yourself how to do marketing by just bringing on the expert. It's going to be much more cost-effective. I always think about my time, business owners' time. Time is the most valuable thing to all of us. 
And so we shouldn't be spending our time on things we don't really know how to do. Let's bring in someone who knows how to do it. Uh, that um, is it, such good advice. That I, <laughs> I ran into that as a business owner when I knew I needed to yeah. revamp my website. I was like, okay, I probably could do this myself, Absolutely. but it would take me so many hours or yes. I could hire somebody who's an expert who can get it done in one day. Yes. And then it's done and I love it and everybody's happy. It pertains to literally all things. Time is the most valuable thing. I mean, especially as moms and business owners, time is so valuable and you can't put a dollar amount on that. So being able to know when it's time to pull in the experts, I think is super important. So be able to release, be able to kind of release some of that power and bring on someone who you can, you feel comfortable giving some reins to, you know, giving some of that decision-making power to, because as a freelancer, we're going to be so much more successful and helpful to you in your business. If we have a little bit of that, you know, decision-making ability. Yeah, absolutely. That decision-making ability and that experience too. I mean, I think what you said about like, oh, I'm going to hire a college student or an intern to do social media. That's not a director of marketing. <laughs> no, no. And I hear that from, you know, a, a lot of times like local businesses, like local boutiques or restaurants or small, small businesses like that, they'll bring on someone who might be, I used to work at a, a restaurant bar. It was a bartender in college and they had me doing their social media, which was great. I'm sure I did a fine job at that point in time, but they probably would have had a lot more success if they brought on someone who was just doing social media, who was an expert at social media for restaurants So, you know, I think that when you think about where your budget is going, maybe instead of hiring someone for 20 hours a week, who's also going to tack marketing onto their list of things to do, bring someone on five hours a week. Who's an expert in it. Yeah. I think that's, that's a great point. And I think even that, like thinking about social media, I mean, that's all, we could have a whole nother podcast, right? but you know, social media in and of itself is not a marketing strategy. It's a container for your marketing strategy. So let's say you do have that part-timer who is a great content creator and they enjoy Mm -hmm. doing social media. You can keep them doing that, but then they have a strategy that your director of marketing has built that aligns with your brand, aligns with your business goals. And then it's going to be so much better. So much better. Yeah. I think content creation, I know that's one piece that like really eats up people's time and it Mm -hmm. feels like investing in content creation can sometimes be a little bit overwhelming, but when that, the the marketing strategy and the brand strategy has been built first, then Mm -hmm. investing in content creation is more efficient because there's a framework and guidelines. Exactly. Exactly. You have something to follow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, those were all such fantastic tips. And before we wrap up and kind of talk about where, you know, listeners can connect with you, I have a few more questions just to get to know you a little bit more. Yeah, of course. Um, The first one is we talk a lot in Consistency Corner about brand values. And so I would love to know what is one of your brand values and how did you land on it? Yeah, absolutely. So I look at efficiency a lot. Efficiency is one of my kind of pillar words that I follow in a lot. One of my pillar values I like to make sure that everything we're doing is efficient. There is no reason we should be doing the same thing multiple times, multiple different ways. We need to make sure that all of our processes are aligned and efficient. And so I run with that in my home life. I run with that in my business. I run with that in my clients' businesses and in our marketing plans. We want to make sure that everything is running efficiently. So again, going back to time, time is valuable. Uh, None of us are wasting our time. And so always coming back to, okay, is that efficient is one of my constant questions I'm asking myself. Yeah, I I can totally resonate with that. I think one of my like biggest pain points is wasting time. Like I hate 
I hate when you go to run an errand, like let's say you run to Home Depot to get something and they don't have right. it and you leave with nothing. And I'm like, oh, that's oh. such a waste of time. Hey, well, go check your phone and see if they've got it in stock now. <laughs> yes, absolutely. There's ways around that. I love it. Yeah, I love it. More efficient. <laughs> yes, yes. So another question I have is um, personal development is a big value for me and growth okay. mindset. So I yeah. always ask, what is a recent, recent personal development or professional development book or podcast that really spoke to you that you recommend to listeners? Okay. So full disclosure, I have not listened to a podcast or read a book for myself in ages. Um, (laughs) Just had a baby running a business, have a two-year-old. It's been a little chaotic. However, recently I did listen to, it was, it must've been a podcast or something or saw it online um, about time blocking. So I've recently got really into time blocking and it's been really, really helpful for me as a mom and me as a business owner, because I've recently started just like chunking out my days into manageable chunks where I'm like, okay, from nine to noon, this is my time with the baby from noon to three is the time I'm doing client work from three to five is when I'm catching up on my emails. And then from five to six, I'm cooking dinner while the toddler is watching a show and then we eat dinner and it makes my day so much more manageable because now I'm not throwing things at the wind, trying to figure out when I'm going to do them. My to-do list has kind of at least some, it might not be scheduled, but I know when it's going to get done. Yeah. And so that's been something that's been very big in my life lately. And I think it's definitely helped me become a much better mom and business owner at the same time. Yeah. 100%. And it goes back to that efficiency. It helps you be more efficient. So absolutely, that's that's awesome. So in those time blocks, this leads us kind of to our last question is what's your favorite thing to do to relax on a Friday night? It's Friday right now. Um, So our neighborhood is really fun. Like we have a very young neighborhood. So I would say my favorite thing to do is just like walk with the kids down the road and maybe have a glass of wine in someone's backyard while all the kids are running around on the playground. That's so much fun. I love that. We're lucky enough to live in Florida that we can do that most most days yeah. of the year. Most um, days, yes. Yes, that's, that's awesome. Well, that was yeah. so much fun. I love chatting all things marketing and branding with you and getting to know a fellow um, female business owner. Yeah, tell us where fun. tell us where listeners can connect with you and you know what kind of what you're up to and and how they can get more if they if they yeah, like to connect. Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram is at lindsaywhite.co. Um, I actually do have a program that runs freelancing women through how to become a director of marketing and kind of helps you start stepping into that marketing expert field. So feel free to follow me on Instagram. There's a lot of good tips and education there. And that's really where I hang out most of the time. Awesome. Well, Lindsay, th- again, thank you so much. This was such a fun conversation. I really appreciate you being yeah, here. Yeah, it was good to talk. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Consistency Corner podcast. Be sure to connect with me on Instagram at Consistency Corner for more marketing made easy, mindset tips, and behind the scenes of working mom life. If today's podcast was helpful, I'd love it if you would leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and share a screenshot and tag me in stories so I can cheer you on and learn more about how to support you in building a brand that truly